You are Locked On Blue Devils, your daily podcast on the Duke Blue Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome into the Locked On Blue Devils podcast. It is so great to have you here on this Friday. It's Friday, March 26th. On today's show, we've got a breakdown of yesterday's NBA trade deadline featuring former Duke Blue Devils. We'll tell you about this day in Duke basketball March Madness history and a Patrick Baldwin Jr. recruiting update that's raising some eyebrows across the college basketball world. Hello, my name is JJ Jackson, and I am the host of this fine podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore, and be sure to subscribe and follow Locked On Blue Devils for free wherever you get your podcasts. You'll get the latest episode of this podcast as soon as it comes out each day. Follow us on Twitter as well at LO underscore Blue Devils. Currently accepting questions to be answered on our Mailbag Monday edition of the Locked On Blue Devils podcast. Again, this upcoming Monday, send me any questions you've got on Twitter or an email to LockedOnBlueDevils at gmail.com and I will answer those questions on Monday's podcast. I want to start today's podcast by taking a look back at yesterday's NBA trade deadline. One of the busiest trade deadlines that we have ever seen in terms of the number of players traded. Five former Duke Blue Devils were traded and found new homes. J.J. Redick is one of those guys. You heard earlier this week discussing J.J. Redick playing for the New Orleans Pelicans for the second season. Pelicans not off to a good start this year. Redick being 36 years old and after missing his first ever playoffs last year in year 14 of his NBA career, a lot of folks thought that he would be bought out should he not be traded before the NBA trade deadline. Well, guess what? He was. J.J. Redick was, in fact, traded. A lot of people thought he'd start playing for the Brooklyn Nets because we talked about uh, if he was a buyout candidate, Brooklyn was going to be interested in signing him, but he never got to that point as Redick was traded to the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, 12 points per game in his NBA career for J.J. Redick, 41% three-point shooter. The Magic, Bucks, Clippers, 76ers, Pelicans, and now Mavericks, the seven teams that J.J. Redick has played for. Six teams, I can't count. The six teams that Redick has played for in his NBA career, now at 36 years old and in his 15th season. Redick is a player that will immediately contribute for the Dallas Mavericks this year. Luka Doncic, of course, the star of that team, along with Chris Apps, Porzingis. But there's an opening for Dallas at that shooting guard spot. Seth Curry occupied that position last year for a Dallas Mavericks team and for a young Luka Doncic as someone that Luka could get many assists throwing over to and knocking down threes. Seth Curry now obviously plays for the Philadelphia 76ers and J.J. Redick gets the chance to now knock down some threes from passes from Luka Doncic and company there with the Dallas Mavericks. Gary Trent Jr. and Rodney Hood, a pair of Duke Blue Devils who were playing with the Portland Trailblazers, were traded yesterday. Harry Giles also plays for Portland, but he was not traded at the deadline. Both Gary Trent Jr. and Rodney Hood were traded to the Toronto Raptors. Trent Jr., of course, 22 years old in his third NBA season, averaging 15 points per game. He is a 40% three-point shooter. This has by far been his best year last season, and particularly in the bubble, Gary Trent Jr. became more of a household name in NBA circles, and uh, he's been playing really, really well. If you can shoot, 
you will find a spot on an NBA roster, and Gary Trent Jr. is doing an excellent job of knocking down that outside shot. Rodney Hood, the lefty. Of course, we remember Rodney for the one year that he played for Duke uh, in the 2014 NCAA tournament, the year Duke lost to Mercer. Unfortunately, that was his one NCAA tournament game for Duke after transferring from Mississippi State. So Hood had two years in Durham. That was when you did not have immediate eligibility following a transfer. So one year where all he could do was practice with the Duke basketball team and then got to play the next year. Uh, That Duke team was led by both Jabari Parker and Rodney Hood. Hood is 28 years old. He has played for the Utah Jazz, Cleveland Cavaliers, the Portland Trailblazers as of yesterday, and then also yesterday traded to the Toronto Raptors. He's averaging 11.7 points per game in his career, a 37% three-point shooter. And uh, back in December of 2019, playing for Portland, Hood actually tore his Achilles, a very, very, very tough injury for anybody, particularly basketball players, football players, athletes, to come back from. He's trying to do that right now. He has been playing a little bit this season, but uh, he's still trying to fully get back to the Rodney Hood that we love. Again, that lefty slasher who's got a nice-looking left-handed jump shot as well. Rodney Hood and Gary Trent Jr. traded to the Toronto Raptors. Although if you're not in the NBA this year, if you're just someone who strictly follows college basketball, Uh, you might be surprised to learn that Toronto does not play their games in Canada this year due to COVID-19. They are the Tampa Raptors. That's right, playing in Tampa Bay because uh, Florida obviously welcoming anybody at this given moment, and it's much easier for the NBA to have travel amongst 30 United States cities as opposed to uh, having to incorporate Toronto like they typically do year in and year out. So Gary Trent Jr. and Rodney Hood now play for the Toronto Raptors. Home games this year being played in Tampa. Austin Rivers traded yesterday as well from the New York Knicks to the OKC Thunder. Rivers has been hurt for much of this season, but he's 28 years old. He's played for the Pelicans, Clippers, Wizards, Rockets, Knicks, and now Thunder as of yesterday. His best year of his NBA career was back in 2017-2018, playing for the Clippers when he averaged 15 points per game, four assists per game, a 38% three-point shooter. That was the season playing for the Clippers where Rivers played for his dad, Doc Rivers, and uh, had his best year. It was his third season and final season playing with the LA Clippers, and uh, that was always fun to see a father coaching his son at the NBA level, and it turned out to be Austin Rivers' best season of his NBA career so far. Here's to hoping that uh, Rivers can stay healthy this season and finds a good role for himself there in OKC with the Thunder. And then finally, the last Blue Devil traded was Wendell Carter Jr. Wendell was a first-round pick by the Chicago Bulls a few years back. This is his third NBA season like Gary Trent Jr. Trent Jr. and Carter Jr. were teammates for Duke the year that uh, Marvin Bagley the third was there, Trey Duvall and Grayson Allen. That Duke team made it to the Elite Eight. Wendell Carter Jr. traded yesterday from the Chicago Bulls to the Orlando Magic. He is 21 years old, averaging 10.8 points per game in his career to go along with 8.2 rebounds per game in his NBA career. He has started every game of his professional career. It's a good career. I mean, he's really done nice things in uh, the three years that he's had in the association, and I'm hopeful that Wendell Carter Jr. has a good role there with Orlando. Orlando overhauled a lot of their team Four or five players were traded yesterday, including all-star Nikola Vucevic, who's a big man who was traded for Carter Jr. 
to Orlando. So Wendell should feel good about that. Hey, I was traded for an all-star, and uh, hopefully Wendell continues to develop, and who knows, maybe one day he'll be an all-star in the NBA. So that's a recap of Duke men's basketball being traded at the NBA trade deadline. A bunch of former Blue Devils on the move. J.J. Redick, Gary Trent Jr., Rodney Hood, Austin Rivers, Wendell Carter Jr., all finding new homes yesterday. Coming up next, a look at this day in Duke basketball, March Madness history, right here on the Locked On Blue Devils podcast. Today's show is brought to you by Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and NHL are in full swing. Major League Baseball is right around the corner. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. It's real time updated odds and props on almost anything that you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Remember to use promo code Locked On. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We're covering everything that you need to know about the Duke Blue Devils, but what about the rest of sports? Now the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered there as well with Locked On Today. It's hosted by the great Peter Pukowski, and it's all the sports news that you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Remember to give the show a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils, and Mailbag Monday is coming up. Our next show on this podcast will be the first ever edition of Mailbag Monday. Send us your thoughts, your questions to our Twitter account at LO underscore Blue Devils, or send us an email, LockedOnBlueDevils at gmail.com. I'll answer all of those questions coming your way on Monday. Again, my name is JJ Jackson, the host of this podcast. Thank you so much for finding us today on Friday, March 26th. We're going to take a look at this day in Duke basketball, March Madness history. For the first time in my life, 25 years on this earth, Duke basketball has not made it to March Madness. They are not participating in the NCAA tournament. Taking a look back over the years at some Duke basketball, let's start with the the one bad game. This one I vividly remember in my lifetime. March 26th, 2009, 12 years ago today, number two Duke loses to number three Villanova, 77 to 54, and the Wildcats defeat the Blue Devils for the first time in more than 50 years. That was the 2009 Sweet 16 game. Played in Boston, Massachusetts. Duke, of course, would go on to win the national championship the following year. This was the final game of Gerald Henderson's career before he decided to declare for the NBA draft. And what is it about all these great Duke players that have poor, poor, poor final games of their career? Henderson went one of 14, one for five from three point range, seven points and nine rebounds. Duke trailed Villanova in this one by just three points at halftime, but were blown out in the second half losing the second half by 20 points, and that brought you your final score, the 23-point deficit, the 23-point defeat for Duke basketball, 77-54, to the final score. Kyle Singler, 15 points, 6 rebounds for Duke. John Shiner had 13 points. Dante Cunningham for Villanova, 14 points and 11
11 rebounds, and Scotty Reynolds for the Wildcats had 16 points in this one. Again, the last game of Gerald Henderson's career before declaring for the NBA draft, 1 of 14 shooting, 1 of 5 from 3, 7 points, 9 rebounds, and then Henderson went on to the NBA. On this day in Duke basketball March Madness history in 1988, Duke beats Temple 63-53 in the Elite Eight to reach the second Final Four in Coach K's career. Temple led 28-25 at halftime and went up by six early in the second half, but Duke responded to go on a 23-4 run, winning the game by 10 points. Kevin Strickland had 21 points and four blocks for our Duke Blue Devils. Danny Ferry, 20 points. 1988, Coach K makes it to his second Final Four as the Duke men's basketball head coach. A year after that, March 26, 1989, Duke reached Coach K's third Final Four in second in a row, beating top seed Georgetown 85-77. Georgetown led at the break, but Duke seemingly took control in the second half, taking as large as a 14-point lead. Duke shot nearly 51% for the game and nearly 79% from the foul line, which was the key. Freshman Christian Leitner led Duke with 24 points on 9 of 10 shooting to go with 9 rebounds and 4 assists. Phil Henderson had 23 points for Duke, while Danny Ferry had 21 points, 7 rebounds, and Robert Brickey had 10 points and 8 rebounds for Duke in their 70, or excuse me, 85 to 77 victory over Georgetown to get to Coach K's third ever. Final Four. Did you think I was done? Because I'm not. March 26th, what a busy day this was in Duke basketball March Madness history. March 26, 1994, Duke beats Purdue 69-60 to reach Coach K's sixth Final Four. Top seed Purdue had just knocked out Roy Williams in Kansas in the previous round. This game between Duke and Purdue was tied at half, but Duke pulled away in the second half in spite of shooting just 43% from the floor. That's probably because Purdue shot 41% and only attempted five free throws, making three of those. Notables in this game, Quanzo Martin, who is now the head basketball coach of the Missouri Tigers. He's also been the head coach of the Tennessee Volunteers. He was a star player for Purdue. Duke held up to just 12 points in this game. Antonio Lang and Jeff Capel led Duke with 19 points each. Capel hit all three of his three-point attempts and had seven assists to one turnover. Cherokee Parks added 15 points and 10 rebounds, while Grant Hill had 11 points, seven rebounds, and five assists. There is a look at this day in Duke basketball, March Madness history, March 26th, a rather successful day for the Duke Blue Devils. They clinched three final four berths on this day. Today's show is brought to you by Built Bar as well. We've been telling you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market. Built Bar is the amazing low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all bars. Now it's time to find out which Built Bar is best. It's Built Bar Madness. Today's matchup, what a tough one we've got here. Cookie Dough Chunk versus White Chocolate Birthday Cake. I've said before that I endorse all things birthday cake. It's for sure my favorite ice cream flavor, but I've got to go with Cookie Dough Chunk in this matchup right here. Go to BuiltBar.com or Bar underscore Built on Twitter to vote today. Remember to use promo code LOCKEDON20 to get 20% off your next order. That's LOCKEDON20 to get 20% off your next order at BuiltBar.com and check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best-tasting protein bar.
Are you ready for the NFL Draft? Join the Locked On NFL Draft hosts Trevor Sykema and Benjamin Solak as they give you their latest positional rankings and analysis on the 2021 draft prospects with team-centric guest mocks right around the corner. Follow the Locked On NFL Draft podcast on the Radio.com app or wherever you get your podcasts. We've got a bit of a wild update regarding Patrick Baldwin Jr. and his recruitment to tell you about. As uh, I'm reading this from BallDurham.com, a story leaked Thursday night as Duke basketball target Patrick Baldwin Jr. was named to the 2021 Nike Hoop Summit roster. However, in the press release sent out by USA Basketball, it states that Baldwin Jr. has signed his letter of intent with Duke University, something that has not happened yet. The direct quote from the tweet, 10 of the 14 players have signed a national letter of intent for the 2021-22 NCAA season, including Baldwin with Duke University, Biddle with the University of Oregon, Brown with Baylor University, Chandler with the University of Tennessee, Christie with Michigan State, Cleveland with Florida State, Grant with the University of Washington, Perry with Gonzaga University, Smith with Auburn University, and Watson with UCLA, end quote. That was a tweet posted from the Nike Hoop Summit official roster. Baldwin Jr. is still uncommitted, but is considering Duke as one of his college options, along with Georgetown, Kentucky, Michigan, Milwaukee, Northwestern, UCLA, North Carolina, Virginia, and Wisconsin. The two favorites seem to be the Blue Devils and Milwaukee, but in recent weeks, many recruiting experts have flipped their predictions from Duke to Milwaukee as his father is the head coach of the Panthers. In a February interview with Jason Jordan of Sports Illustrated, Baldwin Jr. said, quote, I think I know where I would like to go, so I'm just kind of sitting on it right now. I think in a few weeks or a few months, I'll be able to say 100%. I'll take as much time as I would like to, end quote. Duke signee Paulo Banchero was also named to Team World, but Adrian Griffin Jr., A.J. Griffin, was not invited to the event, which will not take place because of the coronavirus pandemic for the second straight year. Fellow Duke recruiting target Trevor Keels was also named to the showcase as he is planning on announcing his college decision on April 4th and may have pegged Duke as the favorite over Villanova, Virginia, and Kentucky. Duke is also listed as Patrick Baldwin Jr.'s school under his profile on the full roster for the event. Other uncommitted players like Keels, Chet Holmgren, and Hunter Salas have their high schools listed as their schools. But again, a typo. I don't know what this is, but Duke was listed under the photo for Patrick Baldwin Jr. The information relating to Baldwin Jr. to Duke was deleted from the USA Basketball website at 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Thursday, one hour after the release went public on the internet. Tipton Edits then confirmed that Duke has not seen Baldwin Jr. Uh, a letter of intent, which is clearly true since he has not publicly committed to the program. In an interview with the Duke Chronicle, the student newspaper back in July, Patrick Baldwin Jr. said that the experience of fellow Milwaukee resident and former AAU teammate Jalen Johnson would play a factor in his decision. Quote, yeah, I mean, Johnson's experience is going to have a huge impact on my decision, just kind of hearing what he has to say about actually being in the program, end quote. Well, we know how that went as Jalen Johnson opted out of the 2020-2021 season in mid-February amid the struggles of Duke, his lack of playing time, and his recovery from a foot injury. Patrick Baldwin Jr. was also an AAU teammate of Jamin Brakefield, who just announced his departure from Durham and went into the transfer portal. Time will tell if this is, in fact, a really bad typo or someone divulged some information that they were not supposed to. This, of course, a full report at balldurham.com. Boy, oh boy, what do we have here? I would love 
for this to mean that Patrick Baldwin Jr. is coming to Duke. It is kind of weird to tie in his former teammates Jalen Johnson and Jamin Brakefield are no longer Duke basketball players, but hopefully Pat Baldwin Jr. still values Coach K and the recruiting process enough to come play for our Duke Blue Devils. We'll have to wait and see. Before we get out of here, we've got a special brotherhood birthday. Couldn't forget about this. March 26th, happy birthday to the one and only Justice Winslow, who's turning 25 years old, a forward for the Memphis Grizzlies, who has also played in the NBA for the Miami Heat, a 2016 NBA All-Rookie second team member, 2015 national champion while playing for our Duke Blue Devils, 2014 Texas Mr. Basketball, and the number 10 overall pick of the 2015 NBA Draft. But again, Justice, a part of that freshman class that featured Jalil Okafor, Tyus Jones, and Grayson Allen, Justice turning 25 years old. Happy birthday indeed. That's a brotherhood birthday here on the Locked On Blue Devils podcast. As always, remember that you can connect with me online on Twitter at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore. Be sure to follow the show on Twitter as well at LO underscore Blue Devils. Send in your Mailbag Monday questions to us on Twitter or send an email LockedOnBlueDevils at gmail.com so we can answer those. Be sure to subscribe and follow this podcast right now on your favorite podcast app and you'll get the latest episode of Locked On Blue Devils as soon as it's available each day. That's going to do it for today's show. As always, go Duke. We'll talk to you again on Monday. My name is JJ Jackson. Thank you and good day. Good day.